All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of What's What VR. Today we have Rod Spilling with us. How are you, Rod? I'm doing excellent. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Well, for anybody who doesn't know, Rod is over at the Greater Baton Rouge Hope Academy. And Rod, tell us a little bit about what you do there and what is, you know, Hope Academy for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah, sure. So um, Hope Academy started in 2007. Uh, we serve a wide range of students, uh, small classrooms, uh, high teacher to student uh, ratio. We serve uh, about half our population is a traditional high school bound diploma track. Um, about the other half of the position, uh, uh, the other half of the population are what we call PACE classes, where we teach um, practical, academic and community education for more students with neurodiversity. So we serve a large population of students living with autism. Um, ADSD, um, Asperger's, um, uh, most of your uh, neurodiversity. And so what I teach specifically is a, a wide range of multimedia. So I teach creative computer applications to a lot of the middle and high school. Um, with some other students, we have 3D, we have coding. I teach kids the introduction of the computer. We bust them open sometimes and we name all the different parts of the computer so they have an idea of what's going on there. Uh, we talk about where the hands go on the QWERTY keyboard and they practice that. So essentially, if you can think of a computer related item, I get uh, to teach the students here uh, on all levels. So I get them from kindergarten all the way up to high school and uh, some of our older students as well, so. Hmm. It sounds like I used to have the joke that if it plugged in or if it charges, I was responsible for it, so. Yeah. So you just, so you just nailed down exactly what I do. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way I used to describe it. So tell me, what is, well, first, I guess, where are you guys located for anybody that doesn't know? I know, but. Yeah. So we're, um, we're on Old Jefferson, uh, right at the entrance of the Old Jefferson uh, neighborhoods, 15333 Jefferson, just across the street from MBS to make that more familiar with everybody. Yeah. Behringer Foreman area correct, right there. Right on Behringer Foreman. Yep. So. So you've been there a while, it sounds like. Uh, school's been there, you know, for a while. What is, I guess if you had to sum it up kind of from a what makes it different, you know, there we've got schools everywhere, right? You know, we work with a lot of schools, sure. you know, there's the public side, there's now charter side, there's, you know, people doing homeschool and then self-pay. You know, schools turning to be a lot more options than what it used to be when it was just you either go to public or you went to private. Yeah, right. now it's changed. What, what's that? I hate to say, you know, the unique value proposition, you know, to get yeah, into sure. the sales world. But sure, uh, I think a lot of it can be summed up just in the schools. Uh, I guess would come to be the motto. And Miss Stone, uh, our principal Stone, uh, had this pen to paper years ago, and I liked it when I first read it, and I was talking to her about the place. And it's unique solutions for unique learners. So what we do is we take the idea of unique solutions for unique learners, right? So we meet each student individually exactly where they are. There's no outside pressure from having to stay on a particular path or a particular course. We try and really nurture what it is that makes everybody unique and we find out what they like. And if it's things on the high school path that maybe they're not having the best time with, we take extra time with that too. We have small class settings to allow us to be able to do that. And so the idea of not trying to fit the kid into the box, but we sort of adjust to the mold of the child and the student 
it allows us to have a much more successful educational experience, right? So I'm not going to force all of my students in a particular multimedia class to uh, work on a 3D program. If a student says to me, the 3D program is no interest to me, I'm more interested in that digital image manipulation. So I will have finely tailored individual products for each, uh, projects for each student, right? And that goes for all of the different teachers. We sit down with our new students and we have meetings with them. We find out immediately what they like, why they like the things that they like. And we really try and reinforce that through the educational process as well. That's what I was, I listened to, I don't even find it. I, talk, I think I've talked about it a couple of times on the actual show here with different people is schools, obviously, as we just talked about schools changing, but it seemed, you know, for the longest time, and this, this wasn't my observation, but the way someone said it was, you know, the most, you know, we put everybody into groups and it was all based on like your born on date. Like right, this right. is when you were born, you know, yep. this is where you start. And then now you need to move kind of down the assembly line. You know, and they even equated it to, you know, schools had, you know, they, you got it. This, this is where you started. You moved down the assembly line. They had bells and they put you in a desk and they told you to sit here. It was very almost like training to work in a factory. You know, yeah. it was very similar. This is where you're going to go. And when the whistle blows, you get up and move to this, you know, station. So that the education system was modeled a little bit around that. And so it's, refreshing to hear that it's like, Hey, we're going to take a different pace, you know, yeah. because just because one person's, you know, really good at this and doesn't like this. Why do we force that? You know, I guess. Yeah. A hundred percent. I don't know if you grew up with that, but I certainly grew up with that was my education was definitely next, 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 very segmented. And, uh, uh, you know, it could be really disruptive to the learning process too. You know, in particular, when you have some students, that, uh, you know, they may have a little bit more of a difficult time because of dyslexia or because of um, ADHD, right? We can afford to take the time out and maybe redirect or maybe decide that class is outside today and class is going to be outside today, you know, and, and just being able to be flexible in those situations as opposed to being rigid and find that rigidity really stifles uh, our kids. It stifles their imagination. It stifles the learning process. So, uh, it's a challenge sometimes because you want to still want to get the education across, but, but learning to be more flexible and learning to like, let the class sort of like, we all guide it and we all make sure that it's a free flowing, but there still is a structure to it. It's a really good feeling, you know, and it shows some really good benefits and there's some wonderful social benefits from it too. And emotional benefits that kind of don't come along with that industrial segmented type of education. It's funny you mentioned the creativity and the same little speech, I guess, that I found I was talking about earlier. They referenced that there was this longitudinal study, you know, that was done over time. And the question was just, you know, give me as name as many things that you can do with a paperclip. And <laughs> it was funny how they were talking about how like the younger kids that were, you know, like in kindergarten, like, can the paperclip be 100 feet tall and made of foam? You know, because they're right, so, exactly. I can do this. And it's like, they would have hundreds of uses. And by the time we went and educated them, you know, at the end, when they asked them when they were, you know, 16, 17, they were like, yeah, you can put some paper together and maybe open the lock. Like it went from like, right. you, we educated you. You should have, you know, been, you should have learned and had more uses. And you, we got rid of that because it's kind of the, you know, sit down, you know, pay attention, you know, what is the answer? 
it's in the back of the book, but you're not allowed to look, you know, right. kind of. Like, right. And then they also talk about how it's, you know, in school, it's, you know, do your work and work individually. And then you get out of school and you go to a job and it's like, hey, you need to learn to work with work. a team. You know, <laughs> right. Like, right. How did yeah. this happen? Yeah, that's no, a, it's a really good point. Uh, yeah, nurturing that creativity on every level is one of the things that is just so important to me in particular. I mean, my background, um, you know, it, it's interesting. I like to think of it as this kind of coming together of art and science, right? Because to understand computers and work with computers, you do have to have some rigid understanding of how they work and, and some technical uh, aptitude. But then again, to to dream what you can do with it is the amazing part too. And so I saw a commercial the other day for Adobe, you're reminding of it too, and it's their new creative suite. And I like teaching from the creative suite, Photoshop and Illustrator and Adobe Premiere and, and all these projects. And the commercial was just like how a designer sees the world, you know, and it was just a, you know, a person on a subway. And then, you know, what they see going on is just the magnitude of amazing things that an artist can create. It's not just a trip on a subway. It's the people turning into, you know, in, creatures next to them are flowing and, 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 uh, and it was really interesting. And so when I come to it too, I spent a lot of time uh, in a dark room, right. And doing my photography. So I'm getting this digital degree, but I'm actually doing the hundred year old old school way of developing foam. So a uh, film. So I had this appreciation for both sides of it. And I know that nurturing creativity among my students is just so, so high on the list. No, that's, I, um, I can't remember. It's like, there's an old quote from, uh, Bill Gates, you know, back when he was, you know, actively running, you know, Microsoft and kind of putting it all together and I'll botch the quote, but at the end of the day, what he was talking about was, you know, just creativity and the way people, you know, technology innovated and moving. And he would say, you know, any kid in a garage can put me out of business tomorrow. You know, really? it's, yeah. And I think the times that we live in now with, you know, kids and the way they learn, it's, we've got to change it up, you know, a little bit. We've got to look at it. Like you, when you said, just go outside, like I can remember I'm at our office and 10 years ago, I remember I pulled up one day and one of the guys that was working here, like was sitting in a desk in the parking lot and I, went, oh. I was I'm parked in the car and I got it and I'm like, man, what are you doing? He's like, I am getting so much work done right now. And yeah. I'm like, really? He's like, he's like, do you see how it's almost like today? Today's a beautiful day. You know, yeah. and it's like, if I could sit outside and if I, if I could see my laptop screen good enough, well enough, whatever the right word is, but that's what he was saying. He's like, I just get so much more work done out there. And it's just literally changing the venue. And I'll equate yeah. that, you know, for anybody who doesn't necessarily think that's true or, Hey, does that really make a difference? I would challenge and say, how many of us all get away and go work at a coffee shop? You know, yeah. I am so productive at a coffee shop. It's not it's even amazing, fun. isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So I think that's amazing. Like you said, it's like, hey, we're going to go outside today. So, yeah. yeah. And sometimes you'll notice, I mean, you remember growing up and sometimes you'll be 20 minutes to a 50 minute class and it's just, it's not going well, you know, people are maybe falling asleep or maybe aren't paying attention. And you can tell the general vibe of the room is just not good in that moment. So, Hey, let's go, let's go jump on the swings for five minutes and then come back. Or let's go play a little four square. Anybody want to play a little four square, you know, jazz it up, get their brains going, get their bodies moving a little bit. And then we can come finish up for another 20 minutes and finish strong, you know? 
So anytime, yeah, we see all, all the teachers individually, and we see that, that little dip or that little possibility, it's not about yelling at them or threatening them or anything. It's just about finding new ways and finding new avenues to try and, you know, increase that any type of creativity and education and just finding new ways that work. Like you've been saying, it, it really is all about just finding new ways that work. Well, I think that's, that's the key, right? You know, we're there to educate the children. And if we have to do it a little bit differently, you know, everything's changing around us. Why should school not change? You know, that's, it's, if you look back, you know, I grew up, you know, I've never been a big into video games, but like, I know people whose parents, you know, they would throw a fit, you know, when their kids would, you know, it's like, you're always playing those video games. You're going to, mm -hmm. you know, nothing. Now video games, like esports, is like one of the largest, you know, revenue. There's more people watching and being involved with esports than the Super Bowl, you know, yeah, nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The parents were wrong on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, they missed, they missed it, but I think that's the key. Like, we all had the clues. Like, time's changing. You know, we take a... You know, I'm not one to judge anybody, but, you know, when they get into, you know, some of these, you know, medicines that they give kids to make them focus, you know, because yeah. they're distracted, you know, I'm, like I said, not to judge, but I think it's like we live in some of the most interesting times in the world, you Absolutely. know, and there's so many different things going on. It's like, how can you not be distracted? And I yeah. need that kid to be distracted because I don't know, he might be the next guy who comes up with some really crazy idea. You know, those right. are the ones that propel us. So, yeah. And speaking of a model, I mean, so I don't know how many other walks of life are based on, I don't know what our education is like 120 year old system model that it's based on. How many other things are we doing that's based on a 120 year old model of working perfection? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make any sense. We, we've changed the way we do and handle lots of different things, you know? So, so, uh, there was, uh, you know, there's a line about, you know, moving like a reed in the wind, right? And there's a reason why the reed moves in the wind, because if it stays still, then it's going to shatter and break. And we don't want to break, you know, you want to be able to, to bend and move and adjust with things. So yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely paramount to be able to, to educate our children a different way. I mean, just think about what was going on 100 years ago versus 50 years ago to today, I got I have a computer in my pocket. Like, <laughs> I mean, seriously, 15 years ago, I thought this might be possible one day, but that was like 15 years ago. I didn't think I was going to have like a 256 gig hard drive in my pocket connected to the computer at all times. I mean, if people don't think that that's changing how we need to teach our kids, it, I mean, I don't know what you're thinking. Somebody told me, and I'm going to see if I can not kind of butcher this and get this short story out, you know, I grew up and there was no internet and then there was internet, but even in the generation prior, the way somebody described it, they were like, if you wanted to know, for instance, when Eddie Van Halen's birthday was like, you would walk around town and you'd see somebody with a shirt on. You'd be like, Hey, do you happen to know when, you know, like you'd have to ask people like, yeah. if you wouldn't like, you could go years wanting that information. True. Yeah. And people, now you literally like it happens every time I get in the car with my kids, somebody last question and my daughter's like, here, I'll Google it, you know, yeah. and boom, it's instant access to information. And yeah. so it, I think there's something to do. And I think we're starting to see some shift on that. You know, the joke people say is, you know, the, 
our teachers probably told us like, you're not going to be carrying around a calculator. You know, you need to learn right. how to do the math. It's like, right. uh, I am carrying around a calculator. So do I need to learn that, you know, skill at this point? You know, that particular question is really funny. We talk about that every day too, even, you know, with the math teacher, it was like, well, they are walking around with calculators now. So we kind of need to relook at what we're, uh, what we're teaching. You know, we need to, how important is it? I, I don't know. I mean, the basics obviously still important, but yeah, you know, like, I don't know. Okay. It's great that a lot of people are coming out with algebra two, but if they can't balance their finances, then uh, are we letting them down just because they can do algebra two? I don't know. You know, so. That's fine. It's, we had that conversation not too long ago. It's like, no one ever taught me in school how to balance a checkbook. Right. Like, it's just, it's like, I didn't learn, you know, simple interest, compound interest, balancing a checkbook. I wrote an article, you know, a column last month in the magazine that like, my daughter just turned 13. And I, the, the premise, the short premise of the article was I always told her that I was going to put a countdown clock in her room when she turned 13 and counted down to her 18th birthday. And by that time, she either needed to be out living on her own or capable of being out living on her own. And it dawned on me just when she just turned 13 last week that I was like, that's really not a countdown for her. I'm like, oh, that's a countdown for me. Like, I've got to prepare her. Like, no one's right. going to teach her, you know, the rule of 72. You know, no one's going to teach her, you know, how to change tires on a car. Like, you don't yep. get that stuff. You know, that's right. basic life skills that I got to cram all these in somehow. So yeah. it sounds like, you know, it's kind of, we're kind of off topic, but back, you know, kind of tie this back together it's it sounds like that's what a lot of you guys are doing over there you know it's yeah. not just you know hey we're reading chapter 14 because the lesson plan says to read chapter 14 and right. memorize this even though i don't know where you're going to use it you know certain right. things you still need to do that but you're it's practical like you said it's pull the computer apart look at it oh this absolutely is what this does yeah yeah. And it's funny, individually, we're all doing our own thing. And that's what's fun. We get to share it. You know, we have an in-service later on today, but it's like, so what have you been doing now? What'd you look at this month? Oh, I found this new website and it's, uh, it's called quizzes with an extra Z, right? And it allows you to put up these tests. They can't switch tabs on us. It's short and it's brief. Or, oh, okay. what did you get? And we can look up videos from um, what another successful school was doing. Somebody just sent me a video of a really cool media club that's an online media club for COVID, right? So I can get some of my students that are interested in video. We can make some videos and upload it. So we can share all these ideas of just stuff that we're stumbling around on and we're looking for all these different types of education. You know, uh, there's a, um, uh, a really cool conference that I've been to for the past couple of years. It didn't happen last year, but it was in Orlando previously and some students had been as well. Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now. It's a huge, um, Basically, it's education and technology uh, conference. Uh, I went to it in Miami two years ago in Orlando the year before, and it's just fascinating. Everybody is really getting together, talking about what does, what does technology and education look like moving forward? You know, and everybody has their gadgets and stuff like that. But practically, you know, I talk to the people at code.org and I'm like, what are we doing to get coding in the classroom? How are we making it simpler? What are we doing to get coding to everybody? And uh, what about augmented reality is it for the classroom is it working who's got positive examples of it who's you get negative so it's a really good experience you know even for a small school that we are and maybe not a large student body some of the other schools in baton rouge for us to have this opportunity and be you know um uh in a no pressure atmosphere 
just get that um, guidance from our principal to say, hey, go ahead, go do these things. Find out more about what's going on. Let's all come together. Let's share our ideas and let's see what we can do. Absolutely. No, I think that's, the internet has helped, you know, and to be able to collaborate, you know, with other people. And like you said, does this work? Does that work? Because there's so many different ways. It goes back to the, you know, village raising a child, you know, it takes everybody at right. the end of the day, I think, to do those things, but also to have that leadership that allows you to, you know, I don't want to say not negatively, but stray off and say, hey, what's, what's everybody else doing? You know, that's what we yeah. found. The one thing, you know, I started doing this show right kind of when every, everything shut down and I just started calling friends and clients and, you know, vendors and talking to people. And it's like, man, what are you going to do? What's next? What's the plan? But just yeah. watching how fast everybody was able to innovate. And then not only, and I've said that a million times, but what I haven't said enough is how much people are willing just to help each other. They're like, hey, yeah. here's the tool that you need. You know, this is, you need to go get this. And this is how, if you plug this together and that together, one plus one doesn't always equal two. You know, exactly. it, it could be three, you know, in the world. Yeah, right. so, you know, how to make these things work a little bit better. So, so how is that, you know, from a, you mentioned, you know, size of school, you know, about, about how big, you know, students. We're right around a hundred, I think right now. And uh, I don't know if they say what a max is too. I think we maybe 120 or so, 130, I think is, is a lot of students for the school. Um, so yeah, but um, uh, general class size isn't really gonna get up to 10 or 11, something like that. Um, for some of the pace classes might be around 10, 11, 12, but for our uh, middle and high school classes, it's gonna be at, at that size or smaller, seven to eight kids. So we get lots of really good attention, you know. Uh, classes can get as high as 10, but even still with one teacher, that's a pretty good ratio in terms of uh, uh, how we're able to focus on the different students in the classroom as well. And then, you know, because it's a small population, after a while, even new students say this immediately when they show up, they're like, I just have all these instant friends. And it really is much more of a family-like dynamic than anything too, because they feel like family, the students feel like family with each other after just I don't know, 10, 12 days. It's amazing. They feel like they made, you know, brothers and sisters. And so um, it's a nice, it's, it's a nice warm climate here. You know, it is, everybody's very warm with each other. And because of that, it really does extend to everybody sharing ideas a lot more too. There isn't, nobody's holding back or trying to get ahead by having a, a, um, some website that they found that they're not going to share with someone else, you know? So it's, uh, it's much more conducive for overall, for all of us learning more. Well, it sounds like you guys not only students, but the faculty as well, you know, yeah. was able to, you know, work, like you said, kind of an in-service to, you know, hey, we're going to explore and find out what's working, what's not working. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's pretty cool. I think y'all got something going there. Yeah, um, yeah. Anything you can think of that, you know, we should probably, you know, mention, throw in, we got any crazy sports happening or anything going on? Uh, <laughs> not for the rest of the year. No, we do have, um, we do basketball traditionally. We just didn't do it this year for COVID. Uh, we have a cheerleading program. Uh, we have um, most of everything. We've got dances, same as any other school. You know, we just have things on a slightly smaller scale. Uh, but um, no, it's a, this is a really great place. I've been here for years. Um, our multimedia department is excellent. We've got, you know, we've got over the one-to-one -one ratio, tons of Chromebooks, tons of iPads. We have a couple of, we have two 3D printers. 
We've got a fleet of a couple different robots. We've got the Q from Wonder Labs, which is really nice for block coding at the younger age for the kids. Uh, for more advanced uh, middle and high school students, we've got the Lego Mindstorms that we're able to get into, a little more of the software engineering in there. And, um, and yeah, that's it. We think we've got a pretty good thing going on, too, right now. So yeah. uh, It sounds like it. We'll have to have you come back and tell us more of what's going on and you know, kind of how things are progressing. And yeah, you do anything uh, during the summer? I do. As a matter of fact, when the school has a camp, I actually, I don't take any time off. I have media camps all year round. So as a matter of fact, we just wrapped one up last week during, um, during spring break. So all summer long, I'll do six different media camps, uh, two different three-week bursts. I set it all up where we've got 3D printers cranking. You know, matter of fact, last summer, because of COVID, we set up our 3D printers and we ran through thousands and thousands of printing out the little uh, headbands because the nurses and doctors were finding that the, uh, the masks were tearing the back of their ears. So um, I partnered up with, um, with Dr. Wynn at um, the Baton Rouge General and I dropped off tons and they, we dropped them off all over the city. So our 3D printers were hard at work doing that last year. That was pretty fantastic. Yeah, that was nice. There was actually, and we received a, a little grant too, um, which was really nice. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we're always trying to keep up, but yeah, my, in my camps I'll do where we set up all the different devices. We'll teach some Photoshop and we'll teach, you know, a little bit of 3D. Uh, inevitably the kids all bring their devices and just play PlayStation and, <laughs> and video games and, it sounds... and yeah, watch movies and stuff. So, but I do like that year round. <laughs> Sounds like we're in the same kind of grew up in the same era. You know, I grew up with, you know, having land parties, you know, where everybody was calling oh, yeah, their computers yeah. over, you know, and had the, the big box and the monitor and setting them all up. And so that was, those were the days before we had uh, even Wi-Fi. You know, I know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember um, hearing about that, land too. Yeah. I remember the first time hearing about land. I'm like, what is this land? What are you guys talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I remember it's uh that's, but our kids will never know the struggles we no. had. Of, you know, <laughs> the, there's no internet. It's everywhere now. So. Yeah. Well, no, I appreciate the time, Rod. As I tell everybody, I know you got more important things to do than talk to me. So I appreciate you no, coming in and talking to us. And let's have you back talk about more, you know, maybe some of the programs with some of the camps as you get a little closer as we get to summer as we get there. So. Yeah, sure thing. Sure thing. Sounds I good. Appreciate then. Thank it, you. Sir. Appreciate it. Bye bye.